Appreciate that ministry. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 this morning. Preach a resurrection sermon this morning. Uh, hallelujah. Thank God for the resurrection. You know, orientation is a fascinating word based on its Latin, original Latin word, ori, meaning to rise, as it were the sun rising. The sun rises in the east. Air, Early Christians gave great thought and, and an intentionality to what they uh, uh, positioned themselves towards. For instance, the altar in the earliest church was intentionally directed east so the worshipers would face Jerusalem as they received their last supper together. So wherever they were uh, on the ground, they meant mostly in the temple, but wherever they were, they would face east, drink uh uh, or do the Last Supper together, eat the Last Supper, do the communion. For this reason, many of the earliest Christians were buried with their feet facing towards the east. The rationale was simple. When Christ returned, the resurrection uh, bodies, they wanted to be standing facing Jerusalem during the resurrection. Uh, to, the to be a Christian was and is to position one's entire life and death around Jesus Christ. They believed that. As believers, we must set our lives on the reality of not just the death, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the resurrection that changed everything. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have come and said great things, died for great causes, but Jesus Christ is the only one that rose. The resurrection makes everything different. Uh, the early church believed this with all their heart. We believe it with all of our hearts. So let's look at what the Bible says, uh, Luke chapter 24, start verse 1. This is the account of the resurrection. 
on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of our Lord Jesus. It happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the Thursday raised again. Verse 8, And they remembered his words, then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and other women with him who told these things to the, uh, the apostles. Verse 11. And their words seemed to them like idle tales. They did not believe them, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw, this is very critical here, the linen clothes lying by themselves. John uh, 20, verse 7 says like this, talking about Peter. He saw the linen clothes lying there, and the handkerchief that, was, that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in its place by itself. You say, why is that so important? Because of their custom. Uh, uh, it was called the servant and the, the uh, napkin custom is what it was uh, uh, when a master or uh, somebody important would be at the table eating and they were going to come back. They wasn't done eating, but they had to get up from the table to go to the restroom or, or something. They would fold their napkin and put it on the table. Uh, and when the servant would come in to clean the table, if they seen a folded napkin, uh, they would back off because that, that folded napkin said a message. Uh, don't touch my plate. I'm coming back. Uh, don't clean up anything. I'm going to finish this meal. So when Peter's seen that napkin or photo, uh, that handkerchief folded, uh, and by itself on the side, he knew the message that spoke. Uh, Peter knew that, listen, this was Jesus returning. Uh, his resurrection uh, would be, uh, amen, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For he himself will sin from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And thus it shall uh, we shall be with the Lord, 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of the eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpets will sound, the dead uh, will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope of our own resurrection. That's what Paul was saying here. Listen, one day, uh, it's not just Christ at resurrection, but uh, uh, the message is one day all believers will of the early church again when they were buried uh, on my feast facing the east because in the resurrection I want to, they believe that with all their heart. So let's look at what I've titled Witnesses of the Empty Tomb this morning. Look at first the Easter facts. And the fact is Jesus died and was buried. Roman soldiers, the Bible gives account, beat Jesus with a cat of nine tails. Uh, a whip designed to tear flesh uh, is a whip that had several ends on it. They would put metal on these ends, every time it hit, it would, it would grip and, and rip flesh. Uh, and the Bible gives us a picture of Jesus' body was ripped apart so bad, uh, they can barely recognize he was a man. Uh, 
So this whip was designed to torture. Uh, the Bible said they tore some of his beard off of his face with, the, with their hands. They placed their crown of thorns on his head. Uh, and then they led him to Golgotha where they drove nails in, into his hands and feet. And they crucified our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so the Bible is real careful to detail that Jesus died. The Muslims would tell you today that Jesus survived that somehow. Uh, that he, uh, he didn't die, didn't resurrect, because they want to dismiss that, but Jesus did die. Uh, amen. He died on the cross, uh, uh, John 19, 30. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore, because it was a preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate for their legs, that, that their legs might be broken, that they might take the bodies away. Verse 32. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, saw they had already died, uh, they did not break his legs. But just to make sure, verse 34 says that one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. Uh, Amen. So Jesus died on the cross. There's no question about it. He, he died. Uh, Mark 15, 44 gives us even some more evidence. Uh, Pilate marveled that he was already dead. And summons a centurion. He asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when they found out he, by the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph to take it down. So we need to establish first, Jesus did die. Amen. Jesus died on the cross. His blood was shed that we can be saved. Uh, from our sin, this was not a wasted life at all. Uh, but Jesus died that for a reason that we may have life, that we may be forgiven, that we may have power over the demonic. Hallelujah. John 19, 38, Jesus, or it talks about Joseph and Nicodemus took Jesus' body down from the cross. In verse 40, then they took the body of Jesus and bound it with stripes of linen uh, with the spices uh, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. Uh, so they laid Jesus in that tomb. So uh, over and over, Jesus did die. His body was buried. Uh, history has proven this over and over and over. I was listening to some uh, video this morning online. Uh, 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 the proof, even the, uh, the proof the world has that Jesus died so overwhelming, uh, uh, you would have to go so far out of your way to say he didn't die. But Jesus did die and he was buried. But the good news is Jesus rose from the grave. Hallelujah. And that's the glory about this day we celebrate, the Resurrection Day. Our text says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, uh, do, do you, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. So Jesus didn't only die, but he rose. Hallelujah. Uh, religious authorities threatened and bribed uh, Roman soldiers to keep this hush-hush. We're going to read that account in a moment. Uh, but the, the Jewish, the religious people of the world knew that they were in trouble uh, 
They knew that Christianity was real, that Jesus, what he did, uh, uh, he rose. Uh, they wanted to keep us all quiet. Uh, hush, hush, Matthew 28, 11. Now, while they were going, behold, talking about the uh, soldiers. Now, while they, were going, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief police all things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if it comes to the governor's ears, we will please him and make you secure. So they took the money and did not, or the, and they did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews to this day. Uh, amen. So religious people say, hey, let's pay some people lie about this. We don't want anybody to know that Jesus rose from the dead because, listen, uh, in the, uh, the resurrection changes everything. Again, we have the only Savior ever to rise from the dead. Matthew 16, 9. And when he rose, and when he rose, when he rose early in the morning, the first day of the week, he prepared first. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. After that, he appeared to another uh, two of them as they walked into the country. Verse fourteen. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. So over and over now, we're going to be reading about Jesus appearing. Uh, Amen. He rose. The, the guards first lied about it, but now Jesus is appearing to different people. Uh, how many of you can't keep this thing hush hush? You can't keep the resurrection hush hush, especially back then. Uh, I mean, Jerusalem would have been buzzing right now. Three days later, Jesus had said it many times. Uh, after three days, I'm going to rise from the dead. Uh, they secured it uh, with soldiers hoping that, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're going to make sure he stays in there, but he rose, and now Jesus is appearing uh, to people proving that he is risen. 1 Corinthians 15, 6, Paul says, uh, after he was seen again by 500 brethren at one time. You can't keep 500 people quiet. Amen. It's like Jesus just wants to, uh, uh, I mean, he wants to make it known to all. I mean, you tell 500 people something, it's going to spread. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Paul says, listen, uh, I heard about others. 500 now have seen it, uh, and now they're declaring it. At last, Jesus appeared to Paul, Acts 9. So as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Uh, then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goat. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do? The resurrection shocked him here. Uh, amen. As Paul is going to, I mean, Jesus appears to him. Uh, I mean, he's astonished because I thought you were dead. So the Easter facts are Jesus did die and raise again. Let's look secondly at the reactions. When you believe, uh, or what we believe about the resurrection matters. People say, well, it doesn't matter what I believe. Yes, it does. Uh, it matters a great deal about the resurrection, what we believe. Again, I was reading some material this morning. Uh, Islam and the Muslims would love to, for you to believe that Jesus was just a good teacher that he was just a good man with some religious ideas that helped people. Uh, oh, but he was much more than that. 
Because if we believe that, Jesus is just another religion. Uh, he's just another uh, a story of somebody. But when you believe about the resurrection, He's the only God. He's the only living God. He's the only one that broke uh, the grave, amen, and risen. They don't, uh, the, they don't want you to know that stuff. So how we believe matters this morning. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now, if Christ is preached, uh, now, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? That had creeped into the church. Paul has preached the resurrection. Uh, Jesus died, rose again. Uh, uh, but uh, this has creeped into the church now. They said, we believe in Jesus, just not the resurrection. We believe in Jesus uh, as a good man, but just not the resurrection. Paul goes on to say in verse 13, Now, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and our faith is also empty. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He has raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not raise. Verse 16, And if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen, your faith is false. Uh, uh, you are still in your sin. Verse 18. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, where of all men most pitiful. Uh, Paul saying without the resurrection, Christianity is nothing. Without the resurrection, Christianity is just a weak religion. Uh, just like anything else doesn't mean anything, can't save you can maybe make you some good, a good person uh, if you follow some commandments, but uh, it, it's, it's faulty uh, and false. It cannot save. Mary and the women saw the empty tomb. The Bible said they were sad at first because they had thought somebody had stolen his body, but sadness turned into hope uh, as the angels spoke these words. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember what he spoke to you where you're still in Galilee, saying... The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And they remembered His words. Sometimes we've got to be reminded. And this is their reaction. Mary and these other women as they're at their tomb. We see a first reaction uh, when they said, man, when they realized Jesus did rise, uh, they're filled with joy and excitement. They're running back. Uh, and that ought to be in every one of us when we think about the resurrection that Jesus rose uh, and we're forgiven, we have a place, uh, we have a hope now in heaven, there should be an excitement in our step. We shouldn't be, yeah, church is just church. Or No, it's uh, Jesus resurrected. That means we have a hope, we have a place in heaven, we're going to resurrect. Full of faith, as they hear the angels say this, they run to the disciples, and they tell them what they see. So they return from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven uh, and to the rest. They're not just saying, they're saying it's excitement. Man, you won't believe what I just see. Jesus has risen. Angels were there. Tell us the story. Uh, Jesus' body's not there. Uh, I mean, they're excited. They're telling the story. How do you tell it this morning? How do you tell the story? So, uh, we see Peter's response. Uh, the Bible said Peter saw and believed, but Peter arose, ran to the tomb, stooping down. He saw the linen cloth lying by itself. Uh, John says that Peter and John both ran to the tomb. Uh, but as Peter looks in, he's convinced because of the, the, uh, the napkin there. He's convinced Jesus was detailed in his resurrection. Uh, he folds the napkin uh, 
exact, know the, he knows the message is going to relate to Peter and those who've seen it. Uh, and Peter's seen the napkin. He understood uh, Jesus is alive. He came back. Uh, he returned. Uh, and, and that changed his whole life. The third response, those who did not see. Bible says, and their, and their words seemed to be like idle tales, and they did not believe him or them. Thomas was in the crowd of non-believers. It's possible to come to church and not believe this stuff. And that's, that's dangerous ground. It's possible to be a disciple and not believe what Jesus said. Thomas heard it, but the Bible says it seemed like idle tales. Uh, but Thomas even went a little further. He said, unless I see his hands uh, and the prints of the nails and put my finger in the prints of the nails, uh, put my hand in his side, I will not believe uh, his insistence. I'm not going to believe this stuff. This is fairy tale. There's no way somebody can raise from the dead. Uh, I know Jesus said it, but, uh, uh, you know, there's no way that can happen. I've seen people sit in church and not believe things they need to believe. Believe critical things. Uh, they seem as idle tells. As I say, Thomas went the extra mile with his words here. Verse 27. How many know Jesus knows what we say? In verse 26, Jesus appears to them. And the message, this message still gives us all hope today. So after eight days, his disciples were, with, were again inside. And Thomas was with them. Jesus came the door being shut and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands and reach your uh, hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, these are powerful words to you and I, uh, because you have seen or because you have seen me, you believe me. But listen to what he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now, let me say this first. Uh, when I got saved, I had no problem believing that Jesus rose from the dead. When I got saved, uh, I had no problem believing when my pastor preached it uh, that Easter and other times Jesus had rose from the dead. Uh, he beat, uh, he beat the, the death in the grave. Uh, I had no problem believing that for some reason. I believed it with all my heart and I got saved. Uh, and the reason I believe that is because when we get saved... Uh, God gives you and I enough faith to believe everything in the Word of God. When you and I get saved, God places in us a faith. I uh, mean that that whatever's preached, whatever's written in the Word, uh, our faith comes in agreement with that. Matter of fact, if you're saved uh, and you don't agree with the Word of God, uh, 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 that's bad news. As I know Christians that. Uh, amen, don't believe what things they should believe uh, and they're very lacking today because believing takes some faith. When you read the Word of God, there has to be faith involved. That's why I had no problem believing uh, what my pastor pre preached because I believe God by faith. This word blessed, where Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. Uh, this word blessed means joyfully happy are those who have not seen yet still believe. Uh, in other words, there's something... Uh, that happens when we hear a word uh, from God uh, and we believe it, there's a joy that's in that. There's a joy that helps us now. Uh, we're not just believing something, but there's a joy uh, and a happiness accompanied with that. Living by faith gives us joy because faith always points to Jesus and the Word of God. That's why 
pastor can preach whatever we can read. Uh, we say we believe it because there's a joy and there's a faith that points to the word of God. We have that. The Christian does not, that does not live by faith are always missing out and they never see breakthrough and they lack spiritual fortitude because they don't believe. Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Uh, when you don't believe, man, you miss out. When you, uh, Paul's preaching to the Corinthian church that how can I preach on the resurrection and you not believe it? That's just one thing that people don't believe. Right? We can put sermons together on other things. Let's look at the significance of the resurrection lastly here. The resurrection gives us hope and promise of eternal life. You know, Jesus put within every one of us, uh, saved or unsaved, when we're created, uh, Jesus puts a, we are created with a desire and hunger to know God, to know right and wrong. We're given a conscience uh, to know uh, and want to know who God is. Uh, and then the resurrection gives us hope and a promise of eternal life. Uh, there's not, uh, even when I was unsaved and running in my sin, I still didn't want to die and go to hell. I still want to know that somehow if I died, uh, I would go to heaven. I, I wanted to know even in my sin, I believe that's still true today. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since, for since by man came death, by man also came resurrection of the dead, verse 22. For as in Adam all dies, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. When I heard that as a Christian, I was so happy. But listen, uh, uh, yes, I was dead in sin. I was on my way to the devil's hell. Uh, but because of Jesus Christ, I've been made alive. Uh, I've not only been changed now, but there's an eternal life in my soul now. When I do die, I'm going to be in heaven rejoicing with the Lord. That was good news for me. That's still good news for me. Tragedy of our text here. The Jews believed in God, but they would not believe in Jesus as Messiah. And because they didn't believe in Jesus as Messiah, they had no hope of the resurrection life. And I talk to people today that try to say Jesus is just a good teacher. Jesus is just a, it's a good religion, Christianity. Uh, I say, listen, it's much more than that. Uh, uh, because I, I'm not going to believe just that because there's no hope in just that. The Bible says Jesus was God in the flesh who came to redeem man from their sin. John 1.14, the Word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, amen. God is perfect love, and perfect love gave His only begotten Son, uh, full of grace and mercy, to die for you and I. That's a picture of a loving God this morning. You have to love somebody a lot to give your only son. Ephesians 1.7, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His great. Colossians 2.14, having wiped out the handwritten of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and He has given, uh, He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed uh, principalities and powers, made a public spectacle of them by, by triumphing over them, Amen. So Jesus died uh, that we would have a hope and, a re and a, a, He rose again that to ensure that hope. 
Again, the resurrection gives us power over sin, death, and hell. Many times when I pray, I say, God, I need resurrection power here. I don't need just to, uh, when I pray, I try to call things from heaven that, that can help me. God, I need resurrection power, whether I'm being tempted or going through a, a something, assault from hell. God, uh, I need some resurrection power. And it seems like, man, there's a breakthrough. Boom. Something happens because I believe there's a power in that. Uh, there is a power in that. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust, that, that he might bring us to God uh, before uh, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits uh, in prison. I love that. Peter kind of adds that to it. You know what, what do you know what I'm saying here where Jesus went to, uh, 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 amen, uh, he, preached to the spirits in prison. What he said, basically, uh, Jesus went to hell as a conqueror to show his victory uh, like a triumphant uh, a Roman uh, general. What he would do after a victory, uh, yeah, he would go down the main street yeah, with all the spoils behind him, but he was the victor. Uh, Jesus went to hell as a victor, triumphant victor. Uh, just showed hell, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I've, I get the victory here. I like that Peter just kind of threw that in there. We serve a God, amen, that has, that has beaten hell, has beaten the grave, beaten the demonic, uh, and through the resurrection, you and I are given that power. That's incredible. No other religion in the world would ever give you and I any power. Genesis 3 talks about Jesus bruising the devil's head. That's what happened in the resurrection. When Jesus rose, uh, he stomped on the devil's head. There's a bruise there. Uh, and that's going to last forever because the church now has the victory. Uh, the church now has the power uh, over the demonic. We have the rights now to bruise the devil's head as well. Uh, amen. Through faith and through obedience uh, and through finally eternal life, we give him a bruise. Listen, because of the resurrection, we have the promise of eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54. So then this corruptible has to put on incorruption. Paul's explained to the Corinthian church, listen, this is not the end. Listen, I know he, they're going through all kinds of trials, tribulations. They're going through very difficult times. Uh, Paul says, we have a hope. Uh, we have a hope that's beyond this body, that's behind this, beyond this lifetime. Uh, and he's giving them some hope to look forward to. It says, so then this corruptible has to put on incorruption and his mortal has to put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul's telling them there, the moment you die as a believer, you're going to heaven. You don't have, there's no, there's no soul sleep. There's no just waiting in the ground uh, for a, a year or a hundred years. Uh, the moment we die, we're given victory over the grave in hell. Uh, we're going to be in the presence of God. Uh, and he's telling these suffering Christians, listen, uh, there's hope beyond this. And the res listen, the resurrection gives us a hope this morning uh, uh, that we, if we live for God, would do us right. Listen, we die. Uh, imagine being in the presence of God for all eternity. Imagine being before the throne. Jesus is uh, uh, on that throne, amen, and we're all serving one pastor, Pastor Jesus. Uh, 
Imagine being there, being a part of that. Let me close here. Jesus did resurrect. If, it's, if it is not true, why do there so many people argue and refute it? Why is the devil so interested in trying to deny it? Why do other religions are so eager to prove that Jesus didn't rise? That Christianity is not what it is uh, because they know it's real. Listen, all disciples except for John died as a martyr. These are first-hand account men uh, that follow Jesus. Uh, the boss they lived a consecrated, dedicated life. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, who all died as a martyr. You don't just die for something you don't believe. You don't just die for something that's not real. They seen Jesus. They're discipled by him. Uh, they heard him. They witnessed his death on the cross, but they also seen his resurrection. Uh, and that resurrection so convinced them to, to live the way they did in life. Uh, Nothing could convince him otherwise. They said, we'll go to our grave with this. They were martyred uh, because of what they believed, and they went all the way because they did believe it. You read the books, amen, there's a whole host of martyrs throughout history who died rather than deny Jesus. Fox, the Book of Martyrs, you read, there's others. Uh, I mean, history gives a host of men and women who died because they said, we believe in the resurrection. We're not denying that. Listen, what do you believe this morning? Is Christianity just a nice religion to you? Does it just clean you up a little bit? Or does it actually change the way you live? Disciples, they were dedicated, consecrated, uh, living for God because of the resurrection. Has it changed you this morning? Has it changed the way you think? Has it changed the way you believe God? Uh, respond, your obedience, your living clean. Uh, it should mean something. Thank God Jesus died, but hallelujah, He rose. Amen. Oh, I'm so grateful He rose uh, that we can put our faith in Him and we can go to heaven one day when this life is over. Let's bow our heads this morning. I can get every head bowed, every eye closed.